episode 52 taking it to max sports podcast with their host max murphy and pat how we doing i'm doing so good it's like my friday today tomorrow because i get to see my homie who's that maximilian baby let's go it's vacation time <clears throat> just got off a long day but it's the last one of the week so mm. where are we going what's, what's going on why am i why am i taking right. a vacation t minus 22 hours until touchdown in De- denver not the only touchdown that's gonna be baby astronaut astronaut baby touchdown uh in denver i expect what six or seven times this weekend can you imagine if we just blow them out oh be that's- so sick <clears throat> anyways T-minus 22 hours and T-minus exactly in three minutes. So we're recording this podcast at 6.12 right now, Wednesday night. T-minus four exact days till Sunday night football, which is at 6.20 p.m. in the mile high. Waiting on In Power Field at Mile High in Denver, Colorado, Pat and I are going to be wreaking havoc (laughs) with those donkeys, with them donkey fans. Come on. Oh, man. man. It always makes me a little bit nervous going to games with Max. If any of you guys have been to games with Max or seen him, he's insane. So um, going to opposing territory, it's terrifying because opposing territory. You don't care if you get in. Yeah. You don't care if people yell at you. You don't care if people want to fight you. Is that's where I thrive as a, as a podcaster, yeah. as a die hard, die hard sports fan. That is where I thrive. If it's at home, it's just not as fun, right? Yeah, Let's yeah. It's chill. It's fun to have like a home crowd, but to be, especially when you come out victorious. If you come out with the loss, then it's a little different. Yeah. If yeah. you come out victorious at an away stadium with your homies, like in Buffalo, like I did. At, in uh, Washington last year, Washington, D.C., that is, there's nothing better. And you got to, got to, got to stand up for yourself and go after their crowd. You have to. I mean, yeah. Last game in Buffalo, I wasn't really saying anything to the guy who kept – remember the guy that kept looking back at us, obviously. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast or not. But, yeah, there's a guy that kept looking back, and for a while I wasn't saying anything back. And then a few Bud Lights hit the system, and I decided to start talking back to him. Yep. He literally wanted to fight me in the parking lot after I the game. I think a few Bud Lights hit his system. Yeah, that too. But, but yeah, we ended up getting out of there before anything happened. But we got it could have gotten ugly. And with a W. Bill's Mafia is no joke, <clears> but um, maybe it's a little different that we're going with a fa- family member and a good close friend who are both Donkeys fans. Or does that change anything or does that make it worse? I wonder how, yeah, I'm, I'm going to feed off your energy, I think. If you're going to be insane, I'll probably still be insane. But Oh, I'm going insane. I'm <laughs> one, thing that, one thing is I'll always be myself. I think that's key in life, you know? I could I could talk about being yourself, maybe write a book, maybe write a little poem about it. But you got to be yourself. You got to be a diehard yeah. fan, right? Yeah, you should. you should write a poem. I would love to see that. Have you ever heard the purple people? Uh, not purple people eater poem, but the paper people poem. Paper but people I, poem. Yeah. Did you write it? It goes, it goes something like, "I like people. 
I'd like some paper people. They'd be purple paper people. Maybe Papa purple paper people. Proper Papa purple paper people. How do you prop up? Papa purple paper people. I hear you cry. Well, I, I'd probably prop up proper Papa purple paper people. It's a proper Papa purple people paper clip. I'd prepare appropriate adhesives as alternatives. A cheeky pack of blue tack just in case the paper except I could build a paper metropolis, but I wouldn't want to deal with all the paper people politics. Paper politicians with their paper thin policies, broken promises without appropriate apologies. It'd be a little paper me, a little paper you. We watched paper TV, and it would all be pay-per-view. We watched the poppy paper wrappers wrap about their paper packages, and then we'd all live in fair killer jack the paper. All right. Well, if uh, anybody's still listening to the podcast, that was actually pretty impressive. Thanks, bro. But well, I'm happy you cut it short. <clears throat> here's the thing. If you are listening and you're four and a half minutes in, clearly you know us by now. That's going to be some <laughs> dumb shit halfway through the podcast episode. Um, but the purple people eaters – is my point here. They're coming into Denver with two big Vikings fans themselves. It's going to be a good one. I am so happy that both these teams won last week, right? What a game, yeah. What a game with the, much, for the Broncos. How much more fun that Bills game was last year after both teams were coming off a win and both teams were what at that point? So... That was insane. Wait, <laughs> Wait what the heck was that? That was it like, sick. Hold it, on. Like, know that it knew that you put a thumbs up and it. How do you do that? Emoted, dude. Anyways. That was cool. Um, it's really other fun ones? that both teams. Are Any other emojis? Okay. <laughs> Imagine, dude. Did you do that all podcast long? <laughs> um, what Should we preview this game now or should we talk about it when we get to our picks? Up to you, dude. You can do it now. No, yeah. let's do it at the end. Let's do it at the end. Yes, okay. Get us hyped up. Yeah, because people will be listening 40 minutes into the podcast. That makes For sense. sure. If you guys okay. miss, just fast forward. Just uh, unfortunately, the game we're going to is not the game of the week. Instead, the game of the week starts tomorrow night, exactly 24 hours and three minutes from now, where since – wait, I'm sorry. The Chiefs play the Eagles. Anyways, Cincinnati goes in to Baltimore. Both teams coming off a loss. Both teams coming off a loss at home. One team leads the division. One team is in last place in the division. One team was in the AFC Championship last couple of years. Two of the last three years have been making deep playoff runs. The other team has possibly the leading MVP, Lamar Jackson. And three and a half points is what they're laying here, which I totally think is perfect. I think it's such a good line because usually in the NFL, college football, you get three points for being at home, right? Mm-hmm. If it was at a neutral site, would this game not be even? Would it not be pick them? I think it's a really fair spread. I think the Ravens are the better team. I do too. But last week was a little concerning maybe. They should not have lost that game. Yeah, to the Browns. Did Deshaun Watson play the whole game? He didn't. No, PJ Walker played, I think, the last six, seven minutes of the game. Really? I mean, that's that's big because they came back and won, didn't they? So PJ Walker drove them down, and was, I didn't watch the highlights. Well, Ravens, I think, were up, what, 17 0 in the first quarter? Yeah. Maybe yeah, something like big. that. They start out hot. Browns, before halftime, made it a game. And then third quarter, fourth quarter, it was just close back and forth the whole game. Yeah. But anyways, I think a key thing here is T. Higgins is out. Um, 
I know T. Higgins is out. Let me see other key injuries. Oh, yeah. Um, and Tyler Boyd dropped a game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Um, however, Marlon Humphrey is doubtful. Uh, Trenton Simpson is out. And Ronnie Stanley are out for the Ravens. So there's some key injuries here, especially on a short week. Um, but the spread is at three and a half. What do you, what do you like here, Pat? First off, I want to say you said nobody's going to be here um, at this point in the video. If you're not at this point in the video, our record can speak for itself. Max, can you tell us what our records were last week against the yeah. spread? Pat went nine, four, and one. I okay. went eight, five, and one. So nine, four, and one brought my season series. I want you to look that up for me while I make this pick. Yep. Just yeah, listen. Sure. Let, let, let me find it for you. <laughs> Thank you. Who do you think you are? <laughs> 55. You. Ready? 5-5. Five, five, 55. 27 and 6. Okay. Against the spread, that is unbelievable. The spread should be getting a 50-50 bet. So you did. I've been three out of four. Pretty five much. divided by 82. We're not counting the pushes. And you're hanging at 67%. Yeah, two out of three. That's what I meant. Hitting two and out I of went, three. I went eight, five, and one, which brings my record to a whopping 42, 40, and six. Okay, honestly, though, that's not bad. Like, that is what it should be. It should be 50 50. And if you're not rolling with me by now, this is the week. You're okay. losing money. Yes. No, this is the week. We're going hard. Um, <clears throat> I got the Bengals plus three and a half. Just because everything in the world says that the Ravens are probably the better team right now, um, especially with T. Higgins being out, I think it's a get-right spot for the Bengals, and I think it's going to be a field goal game, and if you're going to give me more than three points, I got to take it. I'm with you here. Uh, division don't we always talk about when we make picks AFC, AFC North, North divisional game, Yeah, right? Spreads should never be bigger than pick them. It doesn't literally does not matter how bad the Browns are one year or how good a Ravens or Steelers team is one year. These games are always close. They're always low scoring. I know Bengals and Ravens have high powered offenses. They are always low scoring. Um, I like the Bengals here gang three and a half coming off a loss. I love Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor as a duo, as a quarterback, head coach tandem coming off a loss. I don't, I think they cover, they could win. Ravens also coming off a loss, obviously. But here's one thing I look at Marlon Humphrey, arguably their number one cornerback, um, just because Hamilton's more of a safety. Marlon Humphrey being out, Jamar Chase being back seems with. Uh, Joe Burrow, they're clicking. That could be something to look for. Um, also, Trent, um, sorry, Ronnie St- Stanley, one of the best offensive tackles in the league for the last, what, 10 years, is out. When you go against Trey Hendrickson and that Bengals front four, that usually causes some problems. Uh, that's a tough test. Gotta be fully healthy when you're, fang- when you're facing the Bengals front four. And you have to have your cornerbacks because Joe Burrow can light you up. Mm-hmm. Hey, Both these teams coming off a loss, by the way. Yeah, it's huge. To teams that are inferior. I mean, the Ravens look so good. I didn't. I think it was like a five, six-point spread last week with the Browns, maybe even more. Um, <clears throat> Ravens were a big favorite. Bengals were a big favorite against Houston. Both came away with L, so they're both going to be upset. But I got the Bengals. 
How about, uh, first of all, one sec here. Um, here we go. How like about it. this right here? Nope, I'm sorry. How about this right here? Can we talk a little bit about how the Steelers have been outgained in every single game they've played this year? They are six and three. Look at this division: seven, three, six, and three, six and three, five and four. You go down to the NFC South, which we predicted would be really bad this year. Five and five is the best team. They would be la- beyond last in yeah. the AFC North. Yeah. With the Bengals being five and four, if you told me through ten weeks of the NFL the Bengals would be in last, I'd call you crazy. Even though I did say the Bengals would miss the playoffs this year, I'd still call you crazy. Um, this is crazy to me, though. This division is so good. So good. the Steelers are kind of like the Vikings last year, where they got out gained, outpointed, um, negative point differential of negative twenty six. Is that what that says? Um, for the Steelers, yes, yep. And they're six and three. Yeah, that's unreal. Every game they've won has been a one point game or one score game, just like the Vikings last year. Crazy. Yeah, they're they're this year's Vikings. That's nuts. Yep. Six and zero oh in one score games. Um, but again, even though they have a six and three record, it's kind of like a ticking time bomb, just like the Vikings were last year, where right? we everybody thought they were going to get bounced in the first round. If the Steelers play any any of the seven teams that are projected to make the playoffs, they're probably going to be an underdog for the most part. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's go to the teams that we were just talking about: the Steelers and Browns. Ironically, uh, one point, a pick'em game. This one is weird. No Deshaun Watson. However, you look at the team, you look at the Browns, they play better without Deshaun Watson, as weird as that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw something today, throwback to when the Texans, I hope I screenshot it or saved it at least. The Texans traded away Deshaun Watson. Oh, here it is. And what's this? Two years ago, the Browns got Deshaun Watson and a fifth round pick. The Texans got three first round picks, a third round pick, and a fifth round pick. I believe one of those first, those three first round picks turned into CJ Stroud. Really? I don't know. Biggest, yeah, I have no idea. Biggest robbery of all time? Not all time, but that's that's pretty crazy. Because uh, now the Texans are above five hundred. It's not like the Browns are doing bad, but Deshaun Watson hasn't stayed healthy since he's gone to yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this. Over under 32, I think should be at 22. <laughs> right? Gosh, yeah. It's so hard, though. 32. Look at all That's the Iowa so games, dude. This is I literally know. Iowa against Iowa. Horrible offenses versus great defenses. Yeah. But some ugly 17 to 16 game that still loses. You know what I mean? That That's still hits true. the over somehow. And there's so many different ways to score with bad quarterbacks, pick sixes, turnovers in, you know, short field. I don't know. Yeah, but I know what you mean. They seem to go under in the AFC. Um, yep. AFC North. All righty. Who do you got here? Pick them game. Actually, no. I got – okay. You got – you go first. I, I got the Browns. Just like I said, they, they seem to play better without Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Honestly – Kenny Pickett, to me, I'm such a Kenny Pickett hater. Um, He's on the same level to me as P.J. Walker. So 
Browns have a better roster, I believe. Much, I mean, they have a great defense. Um, I'm going to take the Browns at home, minus one. All right, let's go to the Chargers visiting the Packers. Two under 500 teams. Chargers giving three on the road, laying three. Who do you got here? Three isn't enough. Have you seen the Packers play? I don't understand how this is a three-point game. I'm taking the Chargers by two touchdowns. Three is not enough, I don't think. Even if it's in Lambeau, it's not cold enough yet. If this was in January or late December, it might be different. But Herbert's getting healthier and healthier as the weeks go by with that finger. Mm-hmm. I heard Tony Romo talk about it so much in the last game versus the Lions, which was an absolute shootout. Herbert, he was just talking about how Herbert was lighting up a good Lions defense with it'd be like it'd be like a piano player missing a finger is what he said. Hmm. Like Tony Romo talked about if any part of your throwing hand is injured in a game, like let's even go to wrist, elbow, shoulder, but then any of your fingers, it's so hard as a quarterback. And he was doing all that against the Lions defense without a healthy finger. It's getting healthier as the weeks go by. Uh, Three is not enough. I'm with you here. I don't think it's on his throwing hand, though, is it? It is. Is it really? I thought so, yeah. I thought that's what he was talking about. It could be. Um, I'll Google it. Anyways. Packers. Non-throwing hand. Ah. Keep going. Um, all right, Chargers minus three at the Packers. We're both on the Chargers here. Raiders at the Dolphins. Coming off two straight wins for the Raiders since they have their interim head coach, and they're getting 13 and a half goddamn points visiting Miami. What are yeah. we going on with this spread, Pat? Yeah, it's kind of a – I don't know. The Raiders looked – their offense looked so bad against the Jets. But the Jets do have a good defense. Aiden O'Connell is 2-0 as their starter. They're playing different for this new coach, but I still am going to take the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are coming off a bye, aren't they? I think off a bye, 13.5 points against not a good team in the Raiders at home. I'm going to take the Dolphins by two touchdowns. Well, I don't like the start of this podcast so far. So far, we are 4 for 4 I am big on the Dolphins here. Um, I think they win by... 30? Yeah, it could be bad. Because look what they have done to teams that are below 500 or 500. Yeah, it's absolute ass whoopings. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go. They won by seven at the Pats, but then they won by 50 versus the Broncos. They lost to the Bills team who – that was a surprising loss. Then they beat the Giants by 15. They beat the Panthers by 21. They beat the Patriots again by 14. They killed bad teams. Um, so I don't think 13 and a half is enough here. Um, With these but, big spreads like this, though, I mean, the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell could throw a touchdown to Devontae Adams right away and be up 7-0, and then we're sitting at, you know, 20 minus and 20 and a half points that we have to cover. So, yeah, it's hard, I but I, I, I still imagine this being the Dolphins win by two touchdowns. But. I don't know why Skip the Bears line. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there. Anyways, we got to cover that game. Um, Detroit laying eight, coming off a win in Los Angeles. And what I predicted would be absolute fireworks in SoFi Stadium. That it was 
coming back home, facing the Bears who are coming off a win, facing the Bears who have their starting quarterback back. Is this the last, what, six games of Justin Fields' career as a Chicago Bear? At the beginning of the year, we talked about this, actually, about this being a defining year for Justin Fields and if he didn't play well, because with all the expectation, and he's been playing terrible. So, yeah, this could be a defining next six games for Justin Fields. I think the Lions, I don't think it matters that Justin Fields is back. I think the Lions are going to kill him by more than eight points. I think the spread should be closer to 11. Or to, yeah, or more than eight, for sure. Um, you're on the Lions. I'm on the Bears here. It. I really struggle with divisional games being higher than a touchdown. I know the Lions can score like crazy. Their defense... That was weird last week, Pat. It was. That, it was. That was strange. They have a good defense. That was weird, though. I mean, yeah. Justin Herbert was able to do whatever he wanted against that defense. Um, I am only taking the Bears plus the points because it's a divisional game and because, like we talked about, this could be one of the last games that are meaning. Well, for sure, it's a must win for them, but also the last meaningful game for Justin Fields because they have the first and the fourth pick in next year's draft. As of now, um, they can easily go with Caleb Williams. Um, and so Justin Fields, I think is going to be fighting for his life. I think he makes it close, maybe a touchdown. They don't, I would never put money on them to win. They will not win, but I think they, they, they got some fight in them coming off a win. Oh, also coming off a long week. They played Thursday night, Pat. That's true. Anyways. And it was an absolute shootout the Lions played in. So that was an emotional win for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I could see why the Bear, how the Bears could cover there. But, yeah. I'm going with my ideology that I just used for the Lions-Bears. <clears throat> Giants-Commanders, more than a touchdown spread. I get there on the road. I get there. I mean, this team is kind of in shambles. I don't think the Commanders are a lot better. Um, I'm taking the team that's getting eight and a half in a divisional game. I'm going to throw you a bone here. I have the Giants circled at eight and a half plus eight and a half, <coughs> but I'm going to take the commanders minus eight and a half. You need to make up some ground. And just I, thinking about it, commanders are at home. The Giants quarterback, I couldn't even tell you his name. He's God awful. Bro. Terrible. Are you, are you kidding? The Giants quarterback. You disrespecting this boy right here? Oh God, what's his name? Tommy DeVito, who is a three-year starter at Syracuse. Yeah, like Tommy a... DeVito. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, he's, he's awful, but and he was with just, Syracuse. Yeah, sorry for disrespecting your boy, but I just think even if the commander scored twenty-four points, it's going to be hard for the Giants to cover that eight and a half. So, yeah, give me the well, commanders. I'm glad you're taking the commanders. I'm literally just. I would never bet this game, but I'm taking the Giants plus the points. Uh, Cowboys at the Panthers. Is another ass-whooping in store for the Cowboys team? They murder terrible teams. They <laughs> murder them, dude. Murder them. Because they don't let off the gas pedal. If your quarterback is vulnerable, Tommy DeVito last week, yeah. Bryce Young, who has won eight this – I still have hope for Bryce. I think he's a good quarterback. 
you're you're so screwed. Michael Parsons coming off the line of scrimmage is the most terrifying thing ever. You better have your left tackle ready to go. Yeah. This is one of those games, though, that I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Panthers are going to cover 10.5 points. Like No idea how they're going to put up enough points. Like they did the cover. second week of the year versus – who was it? When they were at home and they kicked a game – they kept kicked a cover uh, – spread covering field goal. Or no, they scored – no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They were three-and-a-half-point dogs, I remember, because I bet them. Yeah. And they ended up scoring a touchdown and a two-point conversion. It was on a um, Thursday night football when there was two games on. Monday Monday night football, yeah. Or yeah. two Monday night games, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was like the second week. They could do something like that, but I don't see it with this Panthers team. Cowboys could Cowboys could put up 50. So, Cowboys, yeah. Look at this. Like, over under 42 and a half. Cowboys hammer that over. Yeah, they could set up put up 42 themselves. Yeah. But the Vikings and the Cowboys um mentalities are completely different. Last week we had what is a 24 to 3 lead was, against the Saints and then we just stopped throwing the ball. We stopped being aggressive whatsoever. Yeah. Cowboys are like, let's just score as many points as humanly possible and not take CD Lamb out until the fourth quarter when we're up 41 to 0. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Stat patterns, right? Um Titans going on the road in a divisional game. You know what I say about a divisional game. If it's a touchdown or more, I'm taking the team with the points. Jacksonville laying seven. Give me the Titans. Give me Will Levis plus seven. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a square bet by me, but I'm going to take the Jags minus seven. They got their absolute asses kicked by the 49ers and have to be a little bit embarrassed. They're at home, have another home game um, against a rookie quarterback. I just think the Jags are going to bounce back here. Spread's weird. I think it should be more like 10. But I don't know. Jags have not looked. They lost like 34 to three last week. So. Yeah, that's kind of why I think it should be. Anyways, I'm taking the Titans. Ryan with Will Levis. Broncos country and Will Levis. Let's let's ride <laughs> the rest of the year. Let's ride. Right. Uh, Cardinals. Texans. Both teams coming off a win. Both teams we thought would be horrendous this year. One of the teams is anything but that, and their quarterback is anything but that, who you and I thought would be good uh, during the draft. And then the Cardinals. Kyler Murray putting some ju- – I don't know how they won when Call of Duty got released that Thursday. <laughs> you were so mad at me for taking Kyler Murray. And he did it, baby. I would. And I bet against him, too. I put somebody on the Falcons. Anyways, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray. Getting five points here. What do you think? Hey, hey, what do you say? I man? do I do love the Texans, and I love C.J. Stroud so much. Um, but I just think – I don't know. Five points is too much. The Texans just lost to the Panthers recently. They can be a really terrible offense. So I just think the cards are going to cover five. It seems like an icky spread. Like it seems like it's easy to take the Texans on this one, which is why I'm taking the Cardinals. I think, yeah, most people are going to be riding the Texans. I should stay with my original pick of the Cardinals, but now that you did that, I'm going Texans. I'm going to go with the team that is rolling, the quarterback who leads the league in passing yards, who is on an absolute tear. He has 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. I wonder what the Cardinals defense will do, how they can even stop the Texans. Yeah. Texans could put up 
a lot of points. They put up okay. The Bucks defense isn't bad, right? They had a stinker against Will Levis's for, or I'm sorry, they had a stinker against the Texans against mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. It's not a bad defense. CJ Stroud literally did whatever he wanted. Yeah, the Cardinals yeah. defense is a lot worse. Um, Even the I think, I think the Bengals last week, he put up 31 points against them, or 34. Yeah. If the defense can just get a couple subs like they did in that Bengals game, they could blow out the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, they won't blow them out. Cardinals, I feel like, stay in games, but I think they win by a touchdown more. Buccaneers at the Niners. Who do you like here? <clears throat> hmm. 11 and a half. Weird, weird, weird spread. It seems like way too much for the Niners, but the Niners are kind of like the Cowboys where they – just blow out teams. They don't put their. They keep their starters in the entire game, so it can get out of hand pretty quick. <sighs> are the Niners going to be their, their? Are they going to be like their normal selves, or are they going to be like their like they were for those three weeks when they lost Dude. to the Vikings, Browns? I really think Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Yeah, it's huge. Are so key for them, and going on the road and dismantling a six and two team was. Crazy, and I think they just keep that momentum going. You know, I'm low on the Bucks, but yeah, um, I'm just really high on this on the Niners when Debo and especially Debo, you just get to him in space, and oh my lord, he's a freak. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go with the Niners as well. It's okay, I'm going Bucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can, right. I don't care. Uh, Bills minus seven versus the Jets. Is something going to give where the Bills cover a big spread, Pat? Is something going to give? What's their, their record against the spread this year is like one in, or something like terrible. They've only covered I've one or two it. spreads all year. Something like I mean, that. they're not only, they're not only, they're not only favored by a touchdown more in a bunch of games. They're losing these games outright. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. It's and another what like what you said divisional opponent. <clears throat> There's a lot of division games this week with big spreads. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that being said, I'm taking the Jets. Josh Allen needs to show me something that he's not going to turn the ball over three times. The Bills in general, actually, not just Josh Allen, because Cook fumbled twice. He got one back. But I'm going all the way up until now. There's so many divisional games. I was taking the touchdown more dog. This one. They cover. They do it. They finally do it. I don't know how Zach Wilson will score a point. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, definitely can't could. Do it the Raiders defense. I mean, if the Bills play like they did against the Dolphins, they're as good as anybody. As good as anybody. Yeah. I picked the Bills to miss the division and the Jets, or to miss the playoffs and the Jets to make the playoffs. One's looking good. One really needs Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And he's, dude, he's supposed to come back mid-December is what he's saying. Yeah, isn't that? Scary? You heard it here isn't first. That... He comes back and things popping again. You heard it here first, Pat. Pat, he comes back. If Zach Wilson can just win one or two games before, if they can stay at five hundred, they will go to the playoffs. Yeah, because I don't know if he'll lose a game when they come back when he gets back. I'm just saying his Achilles is not going to be hundred percent. If he comes back in mid December, that is crazy. Nobody's ever came back that fast, especially a freaking almost 40 year old. Pat, it's Aaron Rodgers. 
I don't care that he's doing ayahuasca and his Achilles. Doesn't matter. Look at look at three out of these four teams on by. How badly do they need it? The Falcons, Patriots, and Saints. They need to get their shit together. Literally, those are like the four of the worst teams, other than the Falcons. <laughs> Falcons are okay. Colts are all right. All right. I'm taking the Bills. You're taking the Jets. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams. One coming off a bye. The other coming off a win with a last-second field goal. One team we were high on at the beginning of the year. The other team we weren't high on. That's backfired a little bit. but <laughs> It ain't over. Do we have to ride the team that we were high on? I am riding the Rams. I am. Right. Matt Stafford's back. Stafford's back, coming off a bye. Sean McVay off a bye is really, really good. We're both taking the Rams here. Let's Let's go. I'm going to take a money line, even though, yeah, it's a close spread. I'm taking a money line. Boy, did you just say money line? It's a goddamn pick (laughs) them. What is it, plus one? What the fuck do you mean you're taking the money line? I'd I'd hope so. I'll buy a few points even. The opposite way. Ah, alternate spread that. Take them to win. Minus three. I'd take the Rams minus three. There you go. I'll take the minus 20. Nah. Well, Chiefs hosting the Eagles. What a game. What a game. Super Bowl rematch. <sighs> and this spread, I remember it so vividly. The largest bet taken into the Max or host of taken into the Max Sports Podcast has ever placed in life in his life. He put $960 on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They were getting two and a half points. This time they're giving two and a half points. I will never remember we'll never forget that day. We'll never forget that spread. We'll never forget hitting that bet. We'll never forget and that now, holding call. And now the script has flipped. Will the Eagles go into Kansas City? And get their revenge, Pat. I am. This is. I'm most excited game. Most excited for a game that I've been since the last Super Bowl. I was on the opposite side of that. I bet the most I've ever bet against the Eagles, and we're not talking about how much I bet because I lost. So let's not talk about that. Yeah, but I was hardcore on the Eagles. I put a bunch of bets on them winning the Super Bowl in the regular season. It was just a terrible day for me. Um, I feel like the refs did play a little bit of a factor in it. I think the Eagles were still the better team. Oh, I thought they were the better team, but they didn't obviously have to Mahomes is better. quarterback. Yeah, no, obviously Mahomes is better. Um, two and a half points, getting two and a half points seems kind of crazy, especially the Chiefs coming off losing to the to the Broncos. And they had a bye this week. But, yeah, I'm going to bet the Eagles, and I'm going to buy a half a point to make it to three. Not super confident they're going to win money line, but I'm yeah I'm on the Eagles. I mean, it's only right, Pat, that I win money betting the same team I bet in the Super Bowl, and you lose money betting the same team you bet in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Chiefs win by three or more. Write it in. Uh, coming off a bye. Wait, who the Eagle are the Eagles coming off a bye? They played. Yeah, they're coming off a bye. They're yeah, they're they yeah. okay. So that's kind of a wash. Both teams should be Ooh, fully healthy. They should be fresh and ready to go. This will be a great game. This is gonna be good. Um, love over forty-five and a half here. Yeah, no, love that too. Um, but yeah, give me the Chiefs in the Super Bowl rematch. 
this might not be the only time they meet this year. Uh, yeah, so these are two of the best like teams. It? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Alrighty. This will solidify who the best team in the league is. And I expect it to stay the Chiefs. I think the reason for the flip in, you know, the Eagles were minus two and a half in the Super Bowl. Chiefs were plus two and a half. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. I think it's the Chiefs defense showing up and the Eagles defense falling off is the biggest. I think the offenses are still the same relatively. I think it's just the defense of the Chiefs that stepped up and the Eagles have fallen off a bit. That's the difference here. So. I can agree more, Patty. That was Oh. Did I really almost just skip Sunday Night Football? Did I really almost Wait skip? no day for Sunday night. Sunday night. Boom, boom, put the down, the down. All right. Let's let Carrie sing it. Yeah, that's playing. my bad. That's I'm my bad. Playing, uh, Voice crack two, a little bit. Two and a half points. I am – dude, ever since – I swear to God, the first like four weeks, I bet or I would side with the Vikings. Not in our in like my Yahoo pick with um with Tristan's league. Mm-hmm. I would take the Vikings first four weeks. They went one and three. Uh-huh. Since then, I have taken the other team every single week, and I'm literally only doing this so that. It's like a superstition. If I keep banging against the Vikings, they're going to keep winning. So God I'm, damn it. Thank me. Thank me. Because I'm banging. No, I've done the exact same thing, Max. Where the last few weeks we've picked, we picked, at least I know we picked the Saints last week for sure. I'm pretty sure we picked the other team before that too. But um, who did we play before the Saints? Oh, we both took the Falcons. We both took the Saints. I feel like I was going to come into this and say, I'm going to take the Vikings. I can't keep being wrong about the Vikings, but. That's a good idea. If we've been yeah. winning doing the other way, I think I'm going Broncos as well. If you don't, and care. I just like I like thinking that this team is going to lose because then your they are they have to. Your expectations are lower, and um, you can't be as disappointed when you're going into. Well, okay. First of all, they're not going to lose because Pat and I have never attended a game together where they've lost. Oh God! Knock on wood. Anyways. They can't do it. We're going to be in attendance. We're going to be wild. And Pastronaut is going into Denver. Regardless, we're taking the Donkeys minus two and a half. Because then at least if they do cover, we, we get a win here. If they don't, the Vikings win, which is even better. I've never heard the nickname the Donkeys before. <laughs> I don't get it. The bronchi, don- the bronchi Donkeys or what? What's the Donkeys? You don't call the Broncos the Donkeys? I've never heard you. I've never heard you call him that either. Boy, you need Am to be more cultured. Am yeah. I stupid? Yeah, I've you never heard be, that. You gotta be more cultured. And I actually just thought of something, Max. I hate to burst your bubble, but we went to the Vikings Rams game two years ago, and the Vikings lost. Yeah, we did do that on Christmas or day I after Christmas. Kind of forget about that. <laughs> and then you. Pat or Colin and Jack got sicker than dog. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's during COVID. Oh, and you had to drive home in the worst fucking snowstorm ever. Oh my yeah, that was <laughs> awful. It was literally a whiteout. But Maxi Boy is just waiting at home for us. He's a good boy. He's such a good boy. righty. That about does it. This week we kept this one kind of short. What should we do a little bit of a preview for this game? We kind of talked about 
Yeah, sure. Dude, Pasternak is taking the he's taking the NFL by storm right now. Did you see the NFL put um, yeah. as their like title Dobbs. or whatever was in Dobbs We Trust or something like that? Yeah, he's NFL. He's uh, America's quarterback at the moment, which is fun. I mean, it's fun to be I a Vikings mean, fan right now. Well, Do I went, still? I mean, Kirk was kind of the NFL's quarterback the last couple yeah. before after the Netflix series. Yeah, the Netflix series helped him too. But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a really fun story. Do I still think that you know this team maximum could make a playoff spot? That's like their ceiling, but probably get bounced in the first couple weeks of the playoffs. That's their ceiling. So. It's kind of bittersweet knowing that we're going to get a worse draft pick and not win a Super Bowl with this team, but I'm just along for the ride. It should be, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We're too good now. Six wins, we're not going to get a good quarterback in the draft no matter what, unless we, yes, we might as well just keep winning. It's a fun team. Um, I think I said last podcast episode, um, when before the season I wanted to win two or three games for Caleb Williams, after you win three, four games and you see the teams that need a quarterback that have less wins than you, you just got to be all in because at that point it's like, let's ride, you know? Mm -hmm. And then what Kirk was doing before he got hurt. And now what Josh Dobbs is doing, you got to ride, you got to be along for the ride. And I'm, I'm all for it now. In the beginning, I was like, kill booms, kill booms. Now I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's maybe win a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Kwesi could cook um and trade trade some picks or something like that and get up higher in the draft to get a good quarterback probably not Caleb Williams but somebody yeah but I don't know how it just depends honestly if Dobbs keeps winning they might give him the starting role next year which would be awful but yeah that'd be crazy we should still draft a quarterback even if he's going to be our starter next year to have somebody sit behind him I guess we'll never know but I guess we'll find out it's going to be fun. Pat, I will see you in 21 hours. And we're going to be going crazy. Let's go, baby. I'm so I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited for that. But thank you, Auntie Susie and Uncle Kent, for having yes. us out. Yes. Heck, yeah. You get to go golfing. It's going to be a blast. I'm for that. Episode number 52. Anything else you got to add, Pat? Skull Vikes, baby. Skull, baby. Should we do it? Vikings, that's win. Let's win this game. Go Vikings, Vikings Go get the first down. Go get the touchdown. Sock them. Fight, 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 fight. Let's go, baby. Episode number 52. Take it into the Max Sports Podcast with your host, Max Murphy. People, people, leaders, paper, people. Max, Pat are coming to Mile High Empower Stadium. Watch for us on TV. Waiting all night for Sunday, Sunday night in Denver. <laughs> we're logging out. Broncos country, we're not riding this weekend. Gosh, we're, in the, we're dumb. We're not riding. All right. See you soon, Pat. See you soon.